Broad Street Bully Podcast. Talking Flyers hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 345 of the Broad Street Bully Podcast. What's going on? It's Drew Papsky along with Jeff and Doyle. And your Flyers are in first place. Bedard who? They're in first place in the Metro still. The month of October is finished for the Flyers. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Uh, the Flyers are 5-2-1. and one. Good for 11 points. Top of the Metro. Tied with Carolina for first place after a tough-fought overtime loss. Jeff and Doyle, what's up? How's your Halloween? Uh, it'd be better if we started this podcast on time. Well. Yes, I agree. Jeff, you don't ever talk to me with that outfit you're wearing. <laughs> It's a fine sweater. It's not. A, it looks Jeff like Jeff is wearing his Nana's afghan. It looks. It looks, <laughs> it looks like your your Nana puts it on as her house coat when she has to walk out to get the mail. It's a pretty. It's warm. Where'd you find it's, that? Off some old lady in hospice. No, I took it from Sarah. Oh, so what? You, so what happened to her? Where, where did she get it from? <laughs> I don't know. Thrift store, maybe. So now you're wearing your wife's clothes. Yep. You're trying to turn into your wife outside of the bedroom. So this- she it's a slippery you, slope here. Are you Norman Bates? Yeah. It's a, First it's sweaters, then it's heels, then I'm going to the nightclubs that drew frequents. Then you got to tuck it in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, while you were wearing that, uh, the Flyers had a uh, you know a decent week. Last week we didn't get to cover the weekend games, but I told you it was all fine and the Phillies were not making the World Series. So uh, I apologize in advance for any lack of uh, description of every game because uh, there was a little bigger thing going on in Philadelphia. The Phillies were in the fucking World Series. Um, the Flyers did uh, have a 2-0-0 week to wrap out. I'm sorry, 1-0. That was from last week. 1-0-1. They had a 4-3 win over the Panthers, which, you know, surprised after they had that little uh, Florida road trip last week and they lost. And then they had a 4-3 overtime loss to the Hurricanes just uh, while I was watching the World Series uh, game two. So I didn't watch a lick of that. I was able to watch some of the Panthers game, though. So looking at the division, Doyle brought this up before we put the mics on. The The race is pretty much neck and neck with everybody except for, like, Columbus. Looking at the whole Metropolitan is just covered in guys that are like, yeah, all right, we're only one. eight games into the yeah. season. But, I mean, this is what happens. I want to see you separate the pack. So is this for real? Are the Flyers for real? I'm going to say No. <laughs> Is that wishful thinking or? Uh, I mean, Owen Tippett's back. We have a couple, a couple uh, roster type things happen this week. Carter Hart had to make forty eight saves, though. I remember watching the end of that Florida game as they hung on. I'm just thinking, like, how much longer can they lean on Carter Hart? Yeah, he has like a, like, what is it like a ninety four point something save percentage right now? It's it's not sustainable hockey. He's <laughs> just yeah, that's, that's going to be exposed eventually. I'm pretty sure Tortorella even said like what they're doing now isn't sustainable in the long, long term. So, but it's getting them wins right now, and it's getting them some confidence with the young guys, right? Yeah, it's always better to get wins in uh, October than not get wins in October, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you think right now where they're standing, it's uh, it's yeah, I just don't see it lasting. But I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'll take it. I'll take. I mean, wins. they escaped. They've escaped more games than they've dominantly won. Yeah, so, exactly. I don't I, know. I guess ride it for as long as you can. They could still have a good start and then blow the rest of the season to get Connor Bedard. So, you know, there's yeah. uh, 
There's a silver lining there, I guess. You had to get their 18% chance at getting a Connor Bedard. <laughs> I mean, Anaheim's one and six and one right now, so I mean, I don't know. Got to beat out them. Will jump them again. Crosby's aging. Chris Letang. I just saw a tweet this morning. The Chris Letang and like the Penguins road trip didn't even register a point. It was like minus four or something. So that's good that he's locked up for eight more years. And good for the Flyers. Yeah. But good for Sean Couturier being locked up. Yeah. So let's let's talk about a couple of those things. So Sean Couturier (laughs) got a backyotomy. He had a he had a little bit of a a setback with his back injury, and he had set what. A little step back. <laughs> okay. uh, you know. That's quack-tastic. We got a, um, he had a, what, a, a, a back alignment? Yeah, that's what, like a back revision or something. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, weird. something I never heard of. It's like, is he, is he writing a five-paragraph essay or fixing his back? What are we doing? Um, but, so, this is going to extend his timetable of return. At what point do we say, shut down Sean Couturier, see you next year, kid? The back I is feel like uh, they very should important. have done it now. <laughs> I mean, the back is a very important instrument. You know, it's a, it's a yeah, it's everything. Uh, so it is. It, it was uh, titled "Successful Back Revision Surgery." Yeah, they just revised his whole back. How many editors did it take? It said three to four months of recovery time. Yeah, so that puts and him J- and coming back in like, February. JVR is out for six. Yeah, JVR is out for well. It, that's that's when like. I guess he'll be like fully healed from this back revision, but like he hasn't skated, like really skated. And the skating that he did do caused his back to hurt himself again. So like, <laughs> yeah, I know uh, you think that three, four months you're looking at uh, what February. And then by then, do you want to rush him back for March? Uh, if the flyers have really shit the bed, what are they in the playoffs though? Still by then. Do you think that he's going to be top line Sean Couturier ready for the playoffs? Yeah, no, no, he's not going to. I'm just after having two backyotomies. I think I think uh, what they're going to do is they're going to trade for Johnny Hockey to trade that line and become buyers and win the Stanley Cup. That's what I think is going to happen because everything's fucking crazy right now. What? Well, who knows? Got top line center Kevin Hayes piloting this team. Well, and you got you said JVR. Uh, we didn't talk about this because this happened during the week since we last did the podcast. JVR broke his finger, had to get surgery, so he's out for a bit too. Six um, weeks. So that's not. I mean, <laughs> so two veteran guys. You know, we we knew, we knew Couturier wasn't going to be, but uh, JVR uh, though was having a pretty strong start to the season. He had five points in six games. Oh, and JVR also. got his finger surgery at the hospital for special surgery. Doesn't that sound fake? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like <laughs> yes, but I had I had an uh, insider <laughs> who may not may not be named told me that his buddy from medical school was working on his finger that day. So, oh yeah, yeah. Is this someone we know? Yeah, you might know no, him as you know him. Yeah, uh, he said I could, he said I shouldn't bring it up. Sorry, I feel like I'm breaking the trust, but I don't care. It's a leak. <laughs> I don't know the guy. It's a leak. Sources, my sources, sources inside. Yeah, sources close to the podcast. That if you listen to the podcast, you probably could guess who it is. <laughs> 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 now for the official front Dr. Mike Oh sorry, I'm going to cut that part out My bad uh, <laughs> There is no news <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one <laughs> But um, so the Flyers are having injuries piling up again Yeah, let's talk about Cam Atkinson now It's the same old song Cam Atkinson They don't know what's wrong with him 
and they don't have a timetable of when he's going to be Are able you, to play. I think it's a lack of effort. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Atkinson still out. So they have no idea what's wrong? They haven't said. Yeah, they're doing the same thing they did with Ellis, except yeah. I think Atkinson's is upper body now. Oh, well, that's good. So I can't believe that everything Chuck Fletcher has done for the most part has come back to horrifically backfire on him in like the span of a year. Well, the weird part is Atkinson's still not even on on a IR, so it must not think it's going to be like that long term. Maybe he has a hip injury. Maybe he needs a, needs a cold diapy. I think <laughs> Ryan Ellis needs a cold diapy. He definitely does. He Return can call. Of the diapy. I'll gladly take. He's got a full diapy. I'll take the insurance money hit bitch. if he needs it. I'm walking around like on sunshine. I'm back at it, baby. But um, Ristolainen came back at least. There's someone. Yeah, There's some cool, good news. So while Cam Atkinson, I forgot you know, about him. Yeah. Well, you won't forget. He's the guy. You won't forget He's... about him when you're looking at the cap the next couple of years. I'll tell you that much. Oh, fucking <laughs> snarky comment, Drew. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, it's a rough one. So uh, still waiting for Anisimov to come back, uh, or question mark Anisimov. We got. Uh, yeah, Anisimov's gonna fill in now that Couturier is gonna be out for the next four months. They got to sign into a contract now. Yeah, so we got that going on. Ristolainen's back. Atkinson's still out. We'll have to still monitor that situation. Uh, but overall, though, the Flyers are still positioning themselves to have a pretty su- they have a successful month of the season. If you told me any year the Flyers would be at the top of the division and, ha- and holding a 5-2-1 and one record to start off the, the season, I'd be happy. The fact that's happening this year is even more surprising. But like we said earlier, it's not sustainable. However, the Flyers did make a move that uh, for you longtime listeners – or if just if you follow the team for a long time, regardless if you listen to this podcast or not, they finally reclaimed a draft pick they probably should have had. So I remember the first draft we covered, our first season with the team, when we're covering, we started this podcast, what, eight years ago at this point now? Um, or seven years ago. I remember, because it's our eighth season, right? I remember. I remember. Uh, there was, it was Ron Hextall's draft, and we talked about some of the people they might take, one of which was... Uh, Booming shot, you know, nice size winger, Kiefer Bellows. And we talked about wanting to draft him, and we talked about the difference, uh, you know, and the options the Flyers had, and he was looked at as being a prospect that could help contribute to your top nine. Now, the Flyers claimed him off of waivers, and now he is a member of the Philadelphia Flyers only like six years later. I think that's just a testament of how bad that draft is. Well, yeah, was it the Rubstov draft? Yeah. Yeah, first. Yeah, you're telling me first round pick German Rubstov didn't uh, wasn't great here for the four <laughs> games he played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Kiefer Bellows is still you know Pascal Laberge. Oh yeah, everyone loved him. Wasn't he like really tiny? No, he just got smoked in the head a couple times, and then that kind of ruined him. Oh uh, well. Yeah. And then got a little uh, bit of the CTE. Then but, we, yeah, we passed up on Alex to bring it. Along with, you know, every team in the league up until that point in the second round. Yeah, well, no one knew. It's a crapshoot. But the fact is, we got Kiefer Bellows again. He's only 24. I, I like this move. This is better than the, the waiver claims from last year. But once again, though, for the second straight year, the Flyers are very active on the waiver wire early. We yeah. still have Patrick Brown. Which, is, which isn't uh, a, a good, good sign, sign. Yeah. Patrick Brown, and who else was it? Sealer last year was that waiver addition? Uh, Patrick Brown... McEwen. And Sealer, right? I think they signed. Didn't they sign Sealer? No, I think Sealer they signed Sealer. 
what yeah. defenseman? I think did, it was what defenseman did we get last? Uh, year? Oh, Kevin Connaughton. Oh, Connaughton. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So this yeah. year the Flyers have already claimed Lucas Sedlak to round out your bottom your bottom uh, line, and then they've got Kiefer Bellows to hopefully round out just a wing spot on the team with Atkinson being out and knowing that JBR is out. I like the move though because it's a low risk or it's a low risk move. He's only got one year left. He's an RFA after this year. You could move him at the deadline if he, he want to, or if no one wants him, or you let him walk. Restricted free agent. I mean, this is a guy that's I mean, still uh, has plenty to prove at this level. Um, he has a good shot. He yeah. is not the best skater and is not very good at defense. But he can take JBR's <laughs> JB spot I on the also, power play. I don't know if it's how true it is, but apparently he also has some attitude issues, and that may have been what greased the wheels in New York to put him on waivers, so... Well, he came to the right place because Tortorella will have him skate that shit out of him. Bag skate. <laughs> so hopefully uh, they can fix that and, you know, get him to use I feel statements and not be such a dick. Owen oh, Tippett also joined the lineup. He's back. So we got that guy back. We have another ginger in the lineup after losing, you know, Couturier, not having Giroux anymore. So everything's coming up uh, flyers right now. It's looking, uh, I don't know, I guess this winning is infectious. I'm sitting here wondering. And excited about the World Series coming up. But the Flyers do have some games this week, so hold that dial. The Flyers go back on the road this whole week. They're going to be playing in Madison Square Garden in New York against the Rangers on Tuesday night for 7 o'clock. And then Wednesday they have uh, a 7 o'clock matchup in Toronto against the Maple Leafs before coming home on Saturday. I'm sorry, not coming home. Going to Drew's home on Saturday to Ottawa to play against the Senators Saturday night. So they got three games this week, although... Uh, Tuesday night, it's going to be hard-pressed to find me watching the whole Flyers game because I'll be watching Game 4 of the World Series by that point. Maybe someone will, will miracle me some tickets so I can go and eat nine hot dogs and watch the World Series. Who knows? It could be it could be a whole new world. With the Flyers have a packed schedule, um, they have a nice Black Friday event at home against the Penguins. That should be a good one. But And then Claude Giroux comes home, not this Saturday, the next one, uh, November 12th. For his first game back in Philly, I'm sure they'll be have a bunch of uh, video clips for him and all those things and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. 12 but, years of no Stanley Cups and one round of the playoffs, right? That's going to be exciting. But what you can do, what you can do, though, is Monday night, if you're listening to this on a day it comes out, you can go to the Wells Fargo Center tonight for free and watch the Phillies game inside the Wells Fargo Center with $5 beers. Really seems like Comcast is trying to corner the market on, hey, we actually do cool stuff. We promise we're not evil overlords the stuff on twitter wasn't real and valerie camillo who i don't even know why i know her name keeps doing a lot of press releases about different events so uh you know that that's that's pretty cool i don't remember the last time i had a viewing party i think it did that for i mean i, remember, I went to the, remember i went to the one for the flyers boston game seven in 2010 but they haven't done that in a while so that's pretty cool also they have like a vip like tailgate thing where you can watch the game outside so they're i think really like they're trying to like use this Philly stuff to leverage if they spend all that millions and millions of dollars um, refinancing and refinancing, refurnishing and redoing. Also, probably refinancing. The refinance at the Wells Fargo Center. (laughs) Listen, it it was a long day yesterday. There's a lot of jello shots at this party. I didn't drink, though. It's basically free money for the Flyers, so why not do it? Yeah. So, but it's just cool to see them all kind of coming together. The Union play at night, too, right? Yep, 8.30. Equal. I mean, at this point, oh, if if there's if there's a if there's if somehow I w- I wake up tomorrow and this podcast comes out and the Eagles aren't still undefeated, we have, we have problems. So I'm hoping that takes care of itself. Hoping the Union win tonight. The Phillies are heading back home, and the Flyers 
they're in it too. They have, it's like almost like we saw this when the uh, Eagles won the Super Bowl. Remember when the Flyers back in the winter of 2018 had a huge like just they went on a banger for like a month of like winning, winning yeah, it was in like bunches. The whole city did. It was like they went like 15 and 0 or something. Yeah, like it was absolutely amazing, and we saw that the Flyers still missed the playoffs that year, but it made it more fun to watch at least for a month while the Eagles were Super Bowl champions. Now we see this again. Um, hopefully the Sixers. Are the Sixers catching up yet? Everyone's They're all pissed about the four right wait, now. waiting for uh, Doc Rivers to get fired. Yes. So maybe. Yeah. Play. How has he not been fired? I saw some stat about like all of his playoff exits and like the most like the teams who loot like the biggest comebacks in Doc River was like the coach that had happened to like seven of them. He doesn't seem like he's very good at his job. Says you. I uh, mean, I don't know. The Sixers have gotten how far? They've we gotten to the, the second, second round. round. Well, it doesn't sound like a coach that's very good at his job now, does it? Mm. It's nice to watch Ben Simmons implode, though. Well, I saw him airball a layup. That was awesome. Yeah, he also, uh, he's got, like, more fouls than points. He's, like, fouled out <laughs> twice. Isn't Durant, isn't Durant, like, openly talking shit about him, too? I don't know. I just saw the one video of Kyrie Irving passing him the ball. Just You can hear him, like, pick up on the mic, just, shoot it, Ben! And then he just passed it to Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one thing. I don't know if it was true. He said, I got Ben Simmons and what he, he said something. Oh, my God. I don't even know. I have to find the quote. I'm not even going to try to quote it. But it was funny as hell on my team. But I don't know if it was real or not. I think it was one of those like fake, misattributed quotes. But, I mean, I'd believe it, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Kiefer Bellows on the Flyers finally. I never thought I'd be able to say that. I remember watching him play for Long Island being like, what are we doing over here? So, not on the Islanders anymore. He's here. Um, so mo- looking ahead, the Flyers have set themselves up for a nice November, although last year this is when the wheels fell off. So what is going to be – is it going to be different this year or are the Flyers about to fall off again, guys? Last year, Flyers had a pretty good start. And then, you know, Ryan Ellis couldn't stay healthy. Ryan Ellis and Kevin Hayes got Kevin hurt. Hayes got hurt. Then eventually Katoria got hurt in like January, right? December was playing through an injury. So my question is, is this for real, or are we going to have the same thing happen like what happened last in November? I mean, unless, you know... And the November before that. Yeah, unless, uh, well, number one, Carter Hart's going to have to keep playing how he's playing, which is, like, I feel almost impossible to ask of him. And then number two, you're going to have to have, like, at least a couple of these younger players that, you know, you're trying to get a view on of who they are and what they're going to be in the NHL to see if they actually can step up or not. See if uh, we can get Noah Cates to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, Scott Lawton, I think, has really filled an admirably the second center role. And also Morgan Frost, man, quietly having a good year so far. Definitely has improved. I'm hoping he continues to improve, obviously. He's not at where we thought he – his ceiling of what we thought maybe, but – I'm happy Torch he's able- had some funny quotes about him. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I just read them and I made me chuckle a little bit. I'm happy that he's yeah, able to stay at this that, level. It was something like uh, he has to learn there's like other parts to the game than offense. Well, yeah, of course. They just seemed real. They just seemed like real. Like he's not picking up on what we want from him. So I don't know how long Morgan Frost is going to last. Oh, I don't think they have any other options at the third line center. I mean, sure, they can bench bench somebody. Yeah, with no more waiver wire. Also, did you just see Nick Delaria score his first goal as a flyer last night? Oh, cool. So that contract's really cashing in. I don't know. 
It's yeah. very, it's very oh, hard me. looking at the screen and seeing that that thing you're wearing. Really, I don't know why you can't wear that during the show anymore. It's distracting. <laughs> it really bothers me. <laughs> I wish our fans could see a picture of it. it just like mm. <laughs> our fans, plural. Our, yeah, all, well, my mom listens to it. So does my brother, and <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, uh, waiver wire, Lucas Sedlak, baby. Nick Delaria. Yeah, how pissed do you think he was that he got picked up off of waivers? He was on like the championship avalanche team, and now he's here. Yes, he I got to play for a coach that makes flyers. me skate and play two way hockey. Damn yeah. it! I mean, I don't know. I think anytime you get put on waivers, it's kind of like a punch in the balls. No player likes that. I mean, I think that has to mess with you a little bit. But now he has more of an important role here, I guess. He doesn't feel as pressured. Or maybe he feels more pressure because there's not as much star power. I don't know. I didn't talk to him yet. He didn't text me back. I mean, it's probably much more low pressure here, right? It's not like, at least in Colorado, he's like fighting for a roster spot because they're good here. John Trudorello was like, I don't know, dude. Just if you show up on time, I'll put you in the game. Yeah, probably. It's like, just please show up. Please. I'm just, I'm still befuddled at the fact that this team is like still finding ways to win this early on. And like the thing is, the, my, I think this is definitely a symptom of, of Tortorella. The Flyers also like, even in games they're losing, they're not losing by huge differentials or huge margins. Well, yeah. And so that was far like they've the only lost 3 nothing to the, the Sharks after a back-to-back. But I yeah. mean, that was last Sunday. I was able to watch that after... Uh, after I got done watching the Phillies. But, um, I mean, even then, like, that was kind of just a game where San Jose just got on them early and they couldn't get back in the game. The Flyers are able to keep it close, and then, like, they're able to fight back in games. They went down 2 nothing last night and came back. Well, yeah. I say it's by checking on the score on my phone because, you know, uh, Phillies were on, so sue me. Once again, another you can't keep going behind in games. and Yeah, but I think because of Tortorella, though, with the system he put in place – we're not seeing what we saw last year, which was well. Yeah, they would. They were done by like the middle of the second period if they went down like two nothing. You knew they weren't coming back, except for the few times the last couple of years where Claude Drew had to like claw the team back on his own, um, which happened. I'm not making that up. But yeah, the, he scored like what three goals or two, or two goals against the Devils in like the first uh, final like two minutes, yeah, or whatever, to tie it up. Last but year. we're talking like the Flyers lost to a very good Carolina Hurricanes team in overtime last night. The Flyers uh, skated by with a win over both both Florida teams recently. Also lost to the Panthers the first time around by a one-goal game. And uh, beat Nashville 3-1 handily. So, I mean, th- this team is doing a lot of things that would get me excited if I wasn't worried about getting a good draft pick. But I'm not going to be one of those people now who just gets all upset and pissed like some people are because they're like, oh, this comcast whatever blah 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 but they are responding now the question is how long can this last and really we keep saying it but this i would like i actually want to pull this up i want to see the stats right now as far as how many shots per game they're giving up because it it has to be they have to be be one of the highest yeah i'm gonna pull it up right now because this is just one of those things where i'm like ah it's not gonna help you is there a I mean, shot hearts hearts win in florida right flyers are third in the league for shots saves Shots allowed. They're third in the league, third most in the league, thirty-five point nine. Yeah, so not yeah, it's definitely not sustainable. Also, I don't has has Sandstrom 
uh, or any backup for that matter, won a game yet, or did, has Hart? No, won Sandstrom all? hasn't won a game a game yet. No, Hart was five and zero entering last night's game, and now he is. Yeah, now he's five zero and one. Yeah, but the good news is the Flyers are close to the bottom of the league in goals allowed per game. They're only allowing two point six three goals per game, which puts them twenty ninth in the league, which is wonderful. Now their goals four per game, they're like an um, not great. They're, but but listen, there are three. But like their goal differential is still good, so I'll take yeah. I'll take that. Their goals allowed stat was something in the last two seasons that was destroying them. Bottom in the like bottom, in the and league. that was one of the things that Chuck Fletcher said. It's one of the things that Tortorella said. You got to bring it down. And yes, a lot of that has to do with Carter Hart right now. But I just think the 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 system they put in place, the way they're playing, and the uh, the attention to detail and back checking and gap control, really helping here with what the Flyers, um, how they found their success this early on. Also, power play, penalty kill, middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, they've have been cashing in on the power play, which is an improvement from you know the past whatever how many years for the penalty killing was dead last and it was terrible. Yeah, well, the power play I've liked because I think D'Angelo has been nice there. I think Farabee's getting more of a role on the the higher power play unit. And also you're getting some younger guys out there that actually have a chance to like be a little creative, but they're not being super duper creative. They're just doing like, keeping it simple, which for the years before when we had the Voracek and Drew had to be split up on that and we saw that finally. Um but the power play was getting stale. Uh Ghost was there for a while, kept it stale. Now we're seeing a little bit more of a um, mucking and grinding kind of power play and just getting pucks to the net and doing, like, you know, the dirty work. Oh, yeah, to get it done. Well, you know what else they miss? Claude Giroux winning all those face-offs. Well, yeah, between Couturier and Giroux. appreciated. Between yeah, Couturier how, and Giroux how being good out. Of a face-off. <laughs> the Flyers. So they have Kevin Hayes and, I don't know, Scott Lawton, I guess, or your top face-off guys, if Kevin Hayes is even a face-off guy, like a – I mean, he's he's yeah. gonna have to be. <laughs> he's gonna have to figure it well, out. Yeah, he's a center, but but like, I think people don't appreciate like how many times Giroux was just on the ice to win a faceoff and then hop off. Yeah, between that and yeah, him and Couturier, very good faceoff guys, and they're both not. I mean, Drew's not even here anymore. So I'm talk about him. I miss him, um, but it's fine. So looking ahead at this uh, week coming up, and the Flyers kick off the month of November. Uh, Rangers got a division matchup going on, so. This one, the Rangers, uh, right behind us here. They're four, three, and two. Um, they got Shesterkin. They they went from having Henrik Lundqvist for a decade, and then having a two year break, and then they go right and find this guy. So this should be a good goalie matchup. I imagine he's going to get the start. I imagine Carter Hart's going to get the start on Tuesday night as well. I imagine that they're doing the back to backs. They're probably going to give uh, Sandstrom the start against Toronto. If I had to imagine, it's division matchup, right? I think you want to give Carter Hart a chance to win this one. It's important. Also, Tortorella. His former team, not most recent one, but um, I'm looking forward to a good Rangers matchup. The only thing is I'll be flicking back and forth on it because, I mean, there's a little bit more important thing going on right now. It's just amazing, isn't it, just thinking about this? The last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, I was in college, and they hadn't made it far since, like, 2011. So just thinking about that, like, I actually am turning off the Flyers getting to put on baseball that is something I haven't said in a long time. Very interesting. It's a good feeling. I like it. Jeff, are you doing your taxes right now? No. I'm oh. trying to read tweets and stuff. Oh, I thought. <laughs> you look like you see there with your pen in your hand. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you planning your no, Diablo 2 build? Ca- yelling about. Your Diablo 2 build? Yeah, I got in, out, no, I, I got into a, a, 
a tweet chain about Tort's press conference yesterday, and apparently he took a lot of positives out of the game. Well, and uh, Charlie asked, like, he said something like, "How about that game?" And then Charlie asked, like, uh, "So you take a lot of positives?" And he's like, "God damn right, I do." I like it. So he seems to like the lineup, which is good. Well, Feel like he's got to be the first one to buy in. That's what did uh, Vigneault <laughs> ultimately at the end there. He just kind of gave up. Well, if Tortorella buys in, he's going to have to. Because if not, if you, if you can't buy in, at least just buy more players off the waiver wire. Because there's be plenty more where that yes. came from. The waiver wire. Half their salary or whatever. You don't have to pay what the other teams are already Philadelphia. Paying, so that's how they're going to cheat the salary cap. Philadelphia Wires. Name, name the new team. It's very oh, stupid. Fuck. <laughs> But yeah, do uh, let's do uh, let's wrap this up then. Let's get it going. So uh, it's, I think it's time to give some kudos. We didn't do this last week because Joe the Rat and us were going a little late, late and long last time. But uh, let's do some Lauren Hart waves of the week. Hey Flyers fans, this is Lauren, and you're about to find out who the Lauren Hart wave of the week is. Lauren Hart, you know she sang she sang in the NLCS helping the Phillies overcome the San Diego Padres. You know number one national anthem singer, our friend Lauren Hart. So. Jeff, I would let you go first, but you still didn't take off that that outfit. So, Doyle, your Lauren Hart wave of the week. Who deserves kudos? Who deserves some praise? Going with the obvious choice, Carter Hart. Damn it, that was mine. That was good. <laughs> the, he is the sole reason as to why they've been in a ton of games so far this year. So, thank you, Carter Hart. Thank you for your service, Carter Hart. What a guy. Jeff. I will give my wave, since Doyle took the good one, I'll give my wave to Dr. Andrew B. Dossett, who did the successful back revision surgery on Sean Couturier. Yeah, says the... the main- back surgery. So nice, they named it twice. Says says the mainstream media. You're going to believe that lie? They're just harvesting Sean Couturier all the way to Texas for this back surgery, so it's got to be pretty serious. Yeah, because they, they they know they can get because be- of the humidity down there, they can, they get better adrenochromes when they harvest them when he gets put under. Don't you know? Do you even read you sheep? Makes sense. Duh, they're harvesting it. Blood took his blood to fuel the machines that grind up babies. Oh my god, it's getting a little spooky up in here. Am I right? <laughs> Speaking of something about lizards, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely lizard people like Dr. Mike. He's a lizard person. Um, my Lauren Hart wave of the week. Even though he got benched, so to give it to Travis Konechny for the oh, hot. We didn't st- talk about that, did we? No, we didn't. We can talk about it now, though. But uh, got to give it to Travis Konechny for his hot start. Uh, he's been definitely looks like reinvigorated in this lineup. He, he looks at the way he's skating. I like what I'm seeing from TK. Hope he continues it. Hope he's hope he gets close to. I mean, he. I thought a couple of years ago he could be a thirty goal scorer in this league. He hasn't cracked it yet, but he's close. Uh, he's on pace right now to hit it. So hopefully we can get see that for him because he's been waiting for something like this for a while. He's kind of hit like kind of a up and down streak the last few years, but I'm hoping he can stick with it. So TK. So yeah, let's talk about that. We can wrap up with that for today's show. So allegedly, John Tortorella puts his money where his mouth is. So the Flyers were losing, and. They were down what two nothing against the Canucks last weekend, and it's the Sharks. That was the Sharks. Yeah, I'm sorry, one of those teams, one of the water, the the people, the, one of the animals that lives in the water, <laughs> one of the fish teams. Yeah, you know whatever. Uh, so losing against the Sharks last week, and he decides to pull his top line pretty much and says, "All right, 
Connecting and Hayes, you guys are no longer playing because you're not playing the right way. And they don't they don't see a lick of ice time in the third period. Thoughts on this? Yeah. It's a ballsy maneuver for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a winnable a, a game that's like a game that you're trying to win and then you take out your two best players, but we've been complaining as a fan base about holding the players accountable who need to be held accountable, and John Tortorella is doing exactly that, so I have no complaints. The hilarious part, though, is also it's on a back-to-back, so you're shortening your bench even more. <laughs> He's yeah. like, all right, well, he's going to make everyone else really be like, I got to skate more, get more yeah. shifts. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah. Travis. Twitter, surprisingly, was very mixed. But to Doyle's point, like everybody was like, you can't take your top line out in a winnable game. And it's like, yes, you can because it's October uh, and it doesn't really fucking matter. Well, I think it's at the end of the day, his goal is he want to make supply, wants to make the playoffs, but his first goal was to have them play the right way is what he kept saying. Yeah, I don't it's think not, even too, but I think he knows what, what roster he has. It's Even if they make the playoffs, it's probably not going to be a deep run. So, like, you have to send your message when you get the chance. Well, yeah, because if you, you, these young players, this is very important, formative, habit-building years, and some of them already had some bad habits, allegedly, so it's hopefully trying to fix that. I mean, I personally don't care because I'm, I'm here to have them. I want them to be held accountable. I want the young players to see. I want to see what we have, and I want to I want to draft a high player. But, you know, it probably won't happen because they keep winning because Carter Hart, geez. Maybe we should trade Carter Hart. That should be the new narrative. Torts has oh, also be been a good idea. Uh, shortening his – like lines the last couple games too. I don't know if you realize. Like he said that uh, Frost, I forget who else is on Frost's line, but it was like two of them he wasn't really playing, and he was just rolling like the first two lines and the fourth line, and kind of like stapled them to the bench at the end of one of the previous games for defensive purposes. Then, yeah, I guess protect the lead message and i know at the panthers game too the second panthers game uh they only had 11 forwards so that also led to some line juggling and people sitting well yeah i think it also keeps things interesting and you know we got to see more combinations a lot of guys a lot of these guys still like haven't we still are one of the youngest teams not like the young but we're close like the flyers average age is like is it's pretty it's pretty still pretty low um Maybe, just maybe, we'll find out that Noah Cates can be a top six forward in this league for real. Or maybe not. I don't know. But the fact that he's still here is actually, honestly, pretty baffling to me. I don't know if that's just because of the injuries or whatever, but I'm happy. To, I'm here for it. I'm happy to see he's still there. And I still can't believe that Zach McEwen and Nick DeLaurier are on the same team at the same time. Yeah. And they're not on the same line. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Wade Allison still hasn't got hurt yet, knock on wood. Yeah, there you go. You just did it now. Yeah. You just scored a goal, too. I just, knock, I just knocked on wood. I'm good. Wade's world. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do every time he scores now? Yep. So that's the bit? All right. I'm 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 in. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. You guys got anything else before we wrap the show up here? Doyle? Jeff? No. Go Phils. Go Phils. Go Phils. Go, go Birds. Go Union. Go Flyers. Go Union. Yeah, go Union. Go Sixers. I mean, I guess the Flyers. Also... Go world hunger. Not not like kids being hungry, but like getting rid of world hunger. Sorry. Fraser. Go, <laughs> Go cancer. Go start cancer research. Go. Sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think that's the message we want to send. I don't care. I send it anyway. I'm not unsending it. It's already been done. My hands are tied. 
There's nothing we could do. He's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. What do you mean he's gone? I say he's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. But speaking of what you can do about it, if you haven't gotten your Phillies gear, your Flyers gear, whatever else, there's plenty of good Phillies gear out on phillygoat.com. Phillygoat.com is a local business. They are made by a, a Philly fan for Philly fans. Got plenty of good stuff on there. They got You got your nice little Philadelphia Sillies hat. You got your Dancing on My Own hat so you can hang along and like try to get laid at Xfinity Live because some girl knows all the words and you want to impress her and you can have the hat on. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. Why would you spend all the money there anyway? It sucks. But if you go, make sure... You are equipped with the best gear. So if you go to phillygoat.com and use promo code BULLY at checkout, you get a full 10% off your entire order, people. That's 10% off. In this economy, that's better than inflation. Promo code BULLY at checkout, phillygoat.com. Tell them we sent you and enjoy your, your new threads, courtesy of the Broad Street Bully Podcast at phillygoat.com. And that'll do it for us. So next week, we'll be talking about hopefully the Flyers smacking the New York Rangers. I hate the stinking Rangers. I always do. So hopefully they can give it to them, then go to Toronto, then go to Ottawa, and come back. And we'll be here next week to discuss that. Hopefully by this time next week, we're talking about a World Series parade in between the Flyers games. And it'll be a magical experience for everybody in the Philadelphia area. Until next time, later. This has been the Broad Street Bully Podcast. With your hosts, Drew Papsky. Jeff and Doyle. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out BroadStreetBully.net for the latest episodes and daily content about the Philadelphia Flyers. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the BSB Podcast. Yeah, that, da, 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 da.